everyone to the Carry On cast. This is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where we talk about our upcoming texts. You get to hear more about what we're doing in worship and hear the pastors uh, be absolute theology nerds. So hi, I'm Pastor Megan Torgerson. And folks, I have so much joy in my heart because I get to make some very cool introductions for you. We have our new interim pastors with us, and they are... Pastor Jay Carlson. And... Pastor Jen Hackbarth. Oh my gosh! It's so good to be here. It's so good to have you both. We're so excited. Longtime listener, first time contributor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's a lie. I think no. You really I've have. listened to a few. <laughs> just, just enough to know that I'm. I think it's my job to bring the dad jokes now. I, oh, looking around the table, that might be, Oh, I thought. I, I thought oh. I'd been able to get away from that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Jay just got so apologetic. To, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, yes, we have uh, our, our interims now. Uh, if you listened with us last week, you heard uh, Pastor Gary and Pastor Mary Sue talk about our texts for the first Sunday in our sermon series. Uh, and if you were in worship on the 11th, you noticed that they weren't there uh, because we recorded in advance. So uh, we have said farewell to them. Uh, we send them off with our love. And we welcome Pastor Jay and Pastor Jen, Jen with great joy and uh, confessions. Um, this is, as we record this, friends, this is literally their second day with us. So, <laughs> um, hey, Let's let's get weird. It's been great so far. Hey, yes. I'm really excited to be here. I've heard so much about Easter, and I've known the two of you a, a bit in the past, and right. know that you are both great, excellent uh, pastors and leaders. Yeah. And uh, so I'm happy to work with you. And then yesterday we got to meet the rest of the staff. This is an outstanding staff here. I'm biased, but I think they're great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I'm so excited to be joining the Easter community. And we should say that the three of us do have a historical <gasps> connection. Uh-oh. In that we are all Concordia Cobbers. So for those of you competing uh, on the Mayak uh, college tally, uh, we think we just put Concordia way over the top, I think, for Easter staff people. That's right. I, I think that's right, and we're not even the only ones. No, here. I know. Yes, it's getting sure. fierce. <laughs> um, so, but yes, uh, Pastor Jen, um, tell us a little more about you. Let let folks get to know you a little bit. Well, besides being a Concordia grad, uh, I have been a pastor for about 18 years now and uh, graduated from Luther Seminary, actually with Pastor Jay. <gasps> right. More connections. Yes. So we have a long history, and I have served congregations in southwest Minnesota, here in the metro, have done some interims. Uh, currently, I'm in White Bear Lake with my family and my two kids, and uh, have just really enjoyed interim work over the past year or so, and so I'm excited to be here and explore a new context and have fun with interim ministry. Oh, and we're so excited to have you, Pastor Jen. Uh, Pastor Jay, uh, introduce us to you, you to us. Yeah, well, I uh, grew up in Minnesota and went to Concordia and Luther Seminary, and then at my first call was in South southern indiana southwest indiana was there for about four years before returning to minnesota i served a church in south minneapolis for about 10 years and then uh, stayed home with the kids for a while i have two kids my wife and i live with our two kids and now a dog and and two kittens uh, in in south minneapolis um, and uh, i've had some opportunity to do a couple of other interims and in, in other congregations and uh, really excited now to be here at Easter. I, just because I think it's a fun, did you know, Pastor Jay, where have you been for the past two and a half years? 
Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I also, <laughs> we just returned from New Zealand. We spent the last yeah, almost three years in New Zealand. We left in November of 2019, and that was just before the pandemic hit. So that all uh, colored our experience a bit there uh, in that friends and family couldn't come visit us. But my wife is a physician. She was working in a clinic in the far north of New Zealand. And the rest of us in the family got to go along, too. Uh, while we were there, I did work at a church part-time. It was an Anglican church. I, I learned there are not many Lutherans in New Zealand. And the ones who are in New Zealand tend to be farther south. And we were in the far north. So uh, I got to join an Anglican church. That would be like the Episcopal Church here in the United States. And the ELCA has a good relationship with the Episcopal Church. So they recognized my credentials at that little church in Kaitaia, New Zealand. I got to lead worship and, oh. and help out in some of the ministries while I was there. I love it. That's yeah. cool. It was yeah. very cool. I very cool. I learned a lot, too. Yeah. Well, and, and Jay, I mean, here it is, this great quick little turnaround, because you are going to be our preacher this year. So this year, the whole year, oh, whoa, Pastor okay. Jay will be preaching. No, this week. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Pastor Jay will be our preacher on the 18th. Um, and you get to tell us about the Noah story. That's right. I'll be a preacher on the 18th, but also on Wednesday. Oh, that's that. a good point. Yes. yes. A, as I understand it, new worship service on Absolutely. Wednesday. Absolutely. New to all of us. About what's happening. <laughs> Yes. So uh, for the first time, we're trying a, a weeknight worship service. We're trying a Wednesday night worship service. Um, 5.45 is when it starts, and it's a 30-minute service. So we're keeping it uh, to the point. We're keeping it casual, very come as you are. So if uh, you're already around on Wednesday night for, for confirmation or for adult learning or for choir, it's a great opportunity to, to have worship on Wednesday night as well. If weekends don't work well for you, Sunday mornings don't work for you, whether that's your family schedule or your work schedule, then we hope that this Wednesday night will be a little more accessible for you. And we're going to start it for the first time on the 14th, which means Pastor Jay gets to lead us in worship that night. So come meet Pastor Jay. Uh, come experience the new service. We intend to have communion every week. So I, I mean, I think it's uh, a really cool opportunity. I'm excited about it. I'm excited. Please come and help me out for my first worship <laughs> service. Then. It'll be good to meet all of you there. Uh, but on the 14th and then the 18th, uh, we will be reading and thinking about the Noah story, part of the Noah story. Mm -hmm. um, I think the Noah story is, it's got to be on the top 10 list of most well-known Bible stories, would you say? Yeah, you're, you can't hear us, folks, because it's a podcast, but but Pastor Jen and I are like enthusiastically <laughs> yes. nodding our heads. Yes, definitely yeah. top 10, maybe top five. We're all parents and we've yes. worked in in children's ministry can you imagine a children's bible that did not include the noah story right wow i don't think so no i can't like if... they probably leave out tower of babel and other oh. stories around it but right noah definitely makes the cut right yeah if you ask probably a class full of sunday school kids they would probably be familiar with yeah. the noah story would be my guess and if you did like an imagery check, you know, if it was a, mm -hmm. a, a bearded guy holding stone tablets, there's a solid chance they wouldn't pull Moses out for a reference. But if it was a bearded guy on a big boat with lots of animals, I'm going to yeah. put near 100% chance they're going to say Noah. If they have any exposure to Bible stories or Sunday school experiences, yeah. they've seen that before. And of course, it 
it makes sense. They're animals. There's our goat. And there's, there's two by two. Oh, two by two. Very yes. memorable. Oh. Makes it fun. There's we that can. whole like bird going out and coming back with a branch, which is very yes. evocative imagery. Rainbows. And of course, rainbows. Yes. Everybody yeah. loves rainbows. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. It's just a little interesting because <laughs> before the rainbow, of course, there is the big flood. And mm-hmm. that can be mm-hmm. a little problematic. To, that the first thing we <laughs> Pastor Jay, why is it problematic? <laughs> well, I don't know that the first thing I would teach my children about God is that God destroyed the earth through a flood. <laughs> yes. And yes. so that Fair. takes some, some thinking about it. And I just want to to mention that because when we do uh, our reading in, in worship, we will be reading the the end of the story. So it's just good to, to kind of keep in mind uh, what has taken place. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think it's it's helpful because maybe sometimes this story can be interpreted or misinterpreted uh, or or that it may be used as a way of focusing on God's judgment or punishment rather than what is really emphasized what what seems to be the thrust of the story is God's promise mm-hmm. and God's grace and and the hope that we have. So absolutely, um, Pastor Jay, you want to read the story yes. for us? Let's That's great. It. Yes. This is from Genesis chapter nine, beginning with verse eight. I'll go eight through seventeen. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, "As for me, I am establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you." and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. I establish my covenant with you that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, This is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the clouds, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. It's that beautiful story of why rainbows are a sign of God's promise, right? Mm -hmm. That bow in the clouds. Um, I remember this. It always strikes me um, as interesting now because I heard very recently for the first time that that word, for instance, in verse 13 for bow, um, that's we think of a bow like a like a rainbow like we like we've thought of it in I'm making that kind of arched motion with my hands folks you can't see me mm-hmm. gesturing for the shape um, but the word is is indeed much more specifically a bow like a bow and arrow which admittedly mm-hmm. are the same shape right mm-hmm. that kind of arched shape mm-hmm. but I've heard people talk about that indeed God did just kill almost everyone on earth and when God says I've set my bow in the clouds it's almost like this I've set aside my tool for death and destruction I'm not yeah. I'm not going to do this anymore I am setting my weapon aside I'm choosing hung something it up different. on the wall hung I'm it up yeah retiring from that right I am I am no yeah. longer in the world destroying business mm-hmm. um which I, I think is is kind of a beautiful gesture this God changing directions and saying I'm not going to be vengeful i'm not gonna be wrathful not i'm not gonna wipe out everyone again i'm, I'm choosing something different i'm yeah, choosing promise yeah. now i've also heard that the shape that arced shape of the bow reflects a, a hunting bow like you were saying or a weapon at rest 
mm-hmm. and and not mm-hmm. taught for to shoot that arrow that God is 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 resting mm-hmm. his or God's bow. I love that. Oh, I love that even better. I hadn't thought about that because if you were to hang a bow on the wall, it would be in the arch shape as opposed mm-hmm. to kind of that yeah. C shape, right? Mm-hmm. Right. If you were pulling on it mm-hmm. with an arrow, it would have a different shape than yeah. resting. Oh, this, that's, I mean, that's yeah. really beautiful. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I grew up in a part of, of the state that flooded very regularly. And so I always found great comfort from this promise that uh, the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. Because I thought, well, you might you know, destroy the basement uh, of my house. <laughs> destroy half the town but it's it's not going to get wiped out there was like this weird little comfort as a kid knowing okay the Mm -hmm. floods may come and go but it's not they're not going to destroy us so it's some of those strange references that we take out because we are kids and we hear this story right that we start applying to our lives yeah and it it shows god is committed to god's creation Mm. no matter what and I mean, this story of the flood could be seen as, as a recreation. Maybe God was looking at the sin of the world, the problems, and saying, okay, before in creation, God pulled back the water, separated the waters, and then, okay, God decided to let it go, which which seems like a natural thing. Like if we, if I created something and I didn't like it, if I tried to do a drawing, <laughs> which I don't usually do, but <laughs> if I drew something, most likely I would start once and then scrap that and start sure. again. But now God, after this flood, is saying, no, now from now on, I am making this this covenant. I'm I'm committing myself to this creation. We're not going to start over. We're going to keep working <laughs> together. Right. Yeah. yeah. But this is a this is a moment where God changes. Yeah. Yes. And in the verses preceding this, God says people are are going to be problematic. Humanity, the earth is going to be problematic, and that's not going to change. But I'm going to change how I react to the earth and to humanity. And it's God's commitment saying, now my grace is with you. Mm-hmm. And, and I know you're not perfect, but I am committed to being in relationship with you. Mm-hmm. even though people make mistakes and mess up all the time. Yeah. And God makes that commitment not only to the people, but to all creation. Yeah. That's the, true. All animals, all of, all of creation. Um, I think that's an important. I've been thinking about that. I'm not sure what it means for me, for our church necessarily, but that God is, is committed not only to human beings, but to all of creation. I think it's a nice reminder. I like that too, because I mean, last week we heard the story about about creation, right? And we hear God making each thing and calling it good. And then God gets to humans and says, very good. And, and all of creation is kind of, is, I don't know, it's all meant to be together. It's all meant to be part of one thing. So even though humanity is seen as very good and given that charge to, you know, to care for and steward all of what has been made, there's really this clear sense that we're all bound together, whether we're humans or animals or plants or all of creation is is part of one thing that God has made. So I appreciate that in this covenant that all things Mm-hmm. Are, are rolled into that covenant that God commits to all things. And for, I mean, for me as a, you know, as a Christian living today, it's the reminder that any kind of thing I might do to care for plants or soil or water or birds or manatees or whatever your jam is, I don't, I don't just do it because I like it. I, 
I do it as an act of faith. Like I do it because this is something that God has made and God has made me to be a part of it and it matters. Um, so it's, it's, it's a claiming of that, which I think is, I think is really valuable. Mm-hmm. I heard something recently and I can't remember where I heard it, but it was this idea that we as humans are earth caring for earth. Oh. That we're, we're so connected and that when we care for the earth, we are part of that earth. There's just that reminder of how much we're all intertwined and mm. affecting each other. Right. Yeah. And then there's that word covenant too because it's not just God saying hey it would be cool if we like just had a deal here and you know we're just a you know gentleman's handshake or something informal like God God says covenant here which is it feels much more formal than just like a wink and a nod um and God continues to use covenant language I mean, throughout the book of Genesis. We're going to hear ongoing covenants, like as that covenant gets more and more specific and more and more narrowed down. Um, but here it is, yeah. right here, like right at right after the destruction of everything. God goes, whoa, I, not, I don't just promise to not do that again, but I'm yeah. making a, a forward-looking promise with you. And there are covenants that people might make with one another as a kind of contract and uh, as a, I mean, there has to be a level of trust for people two people to come together and make that covenant. But here, God is making the covenant all on God's own. Yes. Uh, so there's no, it's not a two-way covenant, but a, a one-directional covenant, which will be true also in chapter 15, God's covenant with Abraham. There, there's like that specific covenant to Abraham, Sarah, right. their descendants. But here, it's it's covenant with all, every living creature, all of creation, but again, God takes ownership and initiative for this covenant. Absolutely. Promise. It's yeah. And I and I I can't help but notice that yes, it is God who makes the promise without any like commitment on Noah's part. And I think about how we as Lutherans think about grace and, and God's mercy and the way God is active in our life and, and that it is by no merit of our own, right? Like we don't deserve and never will we deserve God's love. God's love is always there. It is promised for us no matter what. It is God's gift no matter what we have messed up, no matter how much of a debacle we've made of things, right? And so I see this even here. Like I see this even here in the book of Genesis, God saying, okay, holy cow, you all were so awful that I literally wiped out like 99.9% of you and nothing of that has changed and yet I still look at you now and go, you know what, though? It was, it was me as God who needs to do something different. I make this promise with you. You've changed nothing. I'm the one who's changed everything. That's pretty overwhelming. Well, that's powerful. Ooh. Thinking about how God wants nothing more than to be in relationship with us and the earth. That that's God's number one priority is so so cool. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I, and I think about now, like in this time in Easter's life when, you know, it, it feels like there's just a lot going on, right? We talked about a new worship schedule. We have new interim pastors. There's a lot of new and so much of the new is good, but some of the new is really messy, too, and untested and unknown. And, and promises like this where God says, yes, and... I have continued to promise to you and will continue to double down on that promise that I will be with you, that I will care for you, that that in God we have what we need, 
that that promise is as true for us as it was for Noah. That promise is still true and real for us. Uh, And thank God, because (laughs) otherwise, man, things could get real weird real fast. Yeah. And I think that maybe brings us back to where we started, where where we see God in this story. And rather than seeing God as the punisher and some escaped it, instead God is present in those places of suffering and difficulty in the the floods. Because there still are floods, not this kind of flood, but there are pandemics. There's suffering, there's sickness, um, there's grieving. and, uh, And God is most especially present in those places of suffering, I believe, and that that this God says, I I promise I will make this covenant to be there, be your God, uh, no matter what, and in times of change and anxiety as well. Right. And that's God's choice and God's intention is to purposefully be present with us, even in times that feel chaotic or times that feel difficult. Right. I mean, I think about Noah stepping off the ark, right? And he's stepping off, first of all, someplace very loud and stinky, I'm guessing. Uh, An ark cannot have been a very cozy place, (laughs) or perhaps too cozy a place, I don't know. Um, And what is he stepping out into? Um, Like a barren earth covered in mud. Um, That doesn't feel great (laughs) to me. That doesn't feel like a very auspicious new beginning. Um, That must have been a little intimidating. And and yet God says, oh, okay, I'm still here. I've been here this whole time. Here's what it's going to look like from now on. And that's, there's comfort in that. There's, there's hope in that. That's interesting. Noah needed that promise leaving the ark as much as on the ark uh, yeah, because that's a big a big transition as well to wow. get off of the boat uh, right yes. into yeah. a new beginning mm-hmm. oh my goodness all this newness and just thinking about the sending of the dove is so cool like it's so powerful to me that he noah keeps sending that dove out and waits for something. Yeah, and continues to trust that promise that he cannot yet see mm-hmm. the resolution of. Like that's, I mean, that's where we're at. We know that God's promise is real and true, even when we don't know on what timeline and in what form it will be made known to us. Oh, folks, that's something to uh, sit with <laughs> going into the week ahead of you. Uh, but that's it for us now. Um, oh, my goodness, it's always so good to be with you all here uh, on the Carry On Cast uh, and here at Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry, carry on. on the work of Jesus Christ. Bye, everyone. May the road rise up to meet you.